0: Hey, 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 and welcome back to the Duality Podcast with your favorite duo, Simi and
1: Bella. And today we are going to be talking all about entering your dating era. So we're going to talk about our experiences dating, some of our red and green flags, some actual studies, and real tangible information about entering your dating era. And then like a starter pack, like things we should have in our back pockets going into dating, specifically if you're looking for a long-term relationship. So without further ado, any life updates? <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, the tease. <laughs> and then that's what it leads to. I love that. Well, I just want to say happy belated um, Thanksgiving oh, for yeah. anyone who celebrates I know for the most part in America it's really just a day to have dinner with your family and maybe say a little bit something what you're thankful for but the holiday has bad roots let let it be clear but I love dinner I did enjoy dinner um I this year it was a combo with my family and my sister like I guess in-law not my in-laws but like her sister my sister's family sister's husband's family yes and so it was a combo American ex-Mexican ex-Indian dinner we had like all all three cultures represented at that table and it was very yummy
1: um did you have a good Thanksgiving love it um yes I did I did have a very good Thanksgiving I felt so adult because <laughs> I like mm-hmm. went from my apartment to their little house and they were like, how's it going? And then I went back mm-hmm. to my little house That <laughs> was like the first Thanksgiving I haven't like r- ridden with my family, you know, so it was kind of slight. Mm-hmm. And then it was fun seeing like all my cousins I haven't seen in a while. Um, yeah, just a lot of laughter, a lot of food, lots of catching up and then all there's so many little babies in my family and I literally was saying I miss hanging out with kids like I love kids so much they just I don't know why they just fill my heart with so much joy so it's so much fun to like hang out with them and um see them because it's been a while so yeah it was super super fun and now it's Christmas season That's fun. yeah 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 literally yeah. so hype. and it was <laughs> yeah
0: it was This is the best time of year. I'm like, not anxiously, I'm happily awaiting my partner to come home, my boy to come home from school. Um, So I'm really excited for this upcoming season. It was also like Black Friday, Cyber Monday vibes. Um, And I'm very happy to report that I feel like our fashion and overconsumption heavy episodes are heavy hitters these last couple of weeks. Um, They definitely helped me me. I think resist it it got me helped me resist like a lot of impulsive decisions like my family wanted to go to the mall and I'm not going to rain down their parade so I went with them but all I bought was one bra that's an improvement for me because it could have been way worse than that and I'm trying not to but unfortunately the bra was five dollars and I had to do that one I am sorry (laughs) but (laughs) I gotta be honest I gotta be honest there um but yeah just in general like I I tried to buy I tried to not buy as much this year, but I did. I'm happy to report that I bought um, headphones for the first time um, because they're really essential for work from home. And they are literally... I tried them yesterday. I got them in the mail yesterday and I tried them yesterday. I literally cried. I cried two tears because of how much I love mute. Yes, I did. I did. <laughs> that was my life. <laughs> I, it could just Girl. be because I'm PMSing. <laughs> like I'm on my period. No, but literally I put on specifically like some of my favorite songs of all times that have really like and out because for the sony headphones also i didn't get the the newest ones i'm not rich like that don't be be aware but i did get the one right below that so whatever the She's the old, old one before now and they were definitely a big purchase that it took me a while but i really really like need the noise cancellation modes and they have like touch controls and oh i just mm. want them so bad so but anyways in their app you can pick like your music profile of like how you want the um mix to be in. Mm. and going through the options and trying them i was literally just sitting there like bobbing my head she's like vibing, i was into bro. it <laughs> listening to my favorite songs of all time with that bass all the way to the highest and i literally i literally cried two tears because i just loved i was having such a good time like she, it's just crazy how much party, like
1: party party of one she doesn't need a club <laughs> <laughs> no concert needed <laughs>
0: no it's just like you know like when it's like oh i wish i could hear this song for the first time it was like that vibe listening to like some like no that's actually like two of my favorite songs and i'm like oh my god it's just hitting different like i'm hearing all the layers in my brain like it feels like you're enveloped
1: in the music no i've cried to music before not to not with sony gonna have to try those out from you but that's cool anyways love how was your life it's good. Um. Oh, Black Friday. Unfortunately, I did drop a band, but it was on oh, like home. I because you're moving. It was on home. It was literally all moved. home decor. I. It, none of it was things I actually wanted. I mean, I want them obviously like for my apartment, but it's not like, oh, this cute make. Tell me why they were, re- honestly, the deals weren't that good. Like a 10% sale. That's honestly an insult. For a Black Friday, <laughs> I you saw a ten percent sale. I've yes. never seen a ten percent. That's crazy. I saw a ten percent sale, and then I also that sales tax, honey. That is not. Yeah, one. <laughs> please be real. And then also, Old Town Sephora didn't really have that many good. Like, I didn't really find anything. But I don't know. Remember last year they had like ten dollar lip glosses. I wish they had that. I would have been all up on mm-hmm. that. I missed that. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, I got like a kitchen cart and like a mirror and a bedspread, and um some pillows for my bed yeah that was kind of it and then what else is new just enjoying loving life I was thinking about um last time we recorded this episode (laughs) because we've recorded a dating one before it got scrubbed from the internet due to being unhinged oh
0: you're saying yeah we had like a dating in your (laughs) 20s episode and we had a we had to remove that from the interweb it was just so we all had over to scrub that from the internet. Yeah, yeah. it was. Too- so this is a redo <laughs> of that. This is a redo <laughs> exactly. of that episode.
1: And a lot has changed since then, right? That's what you're saying. In That's your what head? I was going to say. Like I feel like the night we recorded that, I was really at dinner crying about how I <laughs> <laughs> and I'm dramatic. But I was crying like, my life is just such a mess. I don't even know what's happening. I don't know when it's ever going to change and like what's going to change. And then I was thinking like right now today, I was just feeling so grateful and like so happy about... And of course, I mean, obviously my joy shouldn't be like circumstantial, but it's just kind of like cool. Sometimes I feel like I've been in spaces where I'm like, I just don't even know what even's going to happen next. I have no idea how... It's so dramatic of me, please. Like obviously things get better, but sometimes it really feels like they don't. So... It just felt full circle, you know, like I feel like I'm excited for where I'm going. I'm happy for where I am. And like, I'm very grateful to God for all of this. Anyways, not this being a Grammy speech. But, okay. but yeah. okay. I'd like to thank God. Absolutely. I'd like to thank my mom. Mm, <laughs> Anyways, lame. no, no, no. But um, any other life updates? Yeah, just happy. I feel like acclimated. I've been feeling, I think that's probably just a feeling of moving somewhere new. I just feel so excited and um i mean yeah the things you were uncertain about when we recorded that prior
0: episode like almost not a year ago probably like i think it's nine months it ago October. now or something yeah you wanted to move out you've moved out you were not sure if you're gonna start school you started school like a mm. lot of things have changed in this time yeah, now it's, it's crazy, like yeah. everything's kind of you're in the process now you're not oh what should i do next you're like you're doing
1: those yeah things. yeah so i'm happy and grateful. And then any other life updates? Not. I mean, I'm just kind of like exploring places. I've been like walking a lot. Oh, I got a free croissant today. That was kind of like a little human kindness. Got to write that down. I went into this bakery Mm -hmm. to get a baguette because I was like, I'm just going to like get my bread from a bakery. (laughs) And then I was like, yeah, just this baguette, please. And he was like, oh, do you want a pastry on the house? I was like, sure. (laughs) So so yeah, that was kind of cool. Dating era? uh he unfortunately he was like 50 years old
0: <laughs> hey that's never been a problem for you i'm, <laughs> kidding.
1: <laughs> I'm literally kidding love me an old man. she's never dated no she's never
0: dated a, no, never dated her, a 50 year old no i have year to report old. that thank you
1: no 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 but it made me but want that's to be sweet. more friendly like i should just because the thing about me and we'll get into this with the dating episode if i'm out in public i'm avoiding all eye contact with anyone head down seriously I get nervous, yeah. When I'm alone, I'm scared, so I have to just get oh. out of that. Yeah, I mean, if I'm like with someone else, I feel like I can be more smiley, or like if I'm talking to the person who's checking me out in line, like someone I'm directly in front of, you know, like it's a lot different. But yeah, not really. So I I want to channel that energy more. But um, yeah, that's about it. I'm excited because Sumi is coming over this weekend, so can't wait to see you in person. I feel like it's been forever yes mom yes mom i'm excited
0: and yeah oh i'm just gonna say this say this at the beginning of the episode because it always gets buried in the end and i don't know how long y'all are retained by our conversation here so please join our close friend story on instagram if you want bts exclusive content exclusive content is unfortunately sounding wrong nowadays but
1: you know what we mean (laughs) bestie content we keep yes bestie content (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yes. And um, just like we're going to be doing a lot more things with our little inner community um, as far as like actually getting to know everyone and um, helping other people make friends and us make friends and everything. So if you'd like to join that, please message the our Instagram account at oh, my God, at duality pod on Instagram and just say close friends, please, or just anything. And we will add you. But yes, just want to do that tidbit since we already talked for a wait long time on life updates um sounds good thank you so let's get into the episode so bella what has been
1: your experience with dating where are you at where am i also i never did my asmr i was gonna do a bottle opening asmr so Uh, go ahead let me just let's get into it 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 it. i hope that was satisfying anyways Mm, yummy it was a little olipop um okay so where have i been in dating honestly <laughs> i am she in the hopeless- <laughs> <laughs> it's in the trenches i am a hopeless romantic constantly seeking love and never just kidding no i'm so dramatic no please um so i've been like casually open to dating and i'll like to talk to a couple people here and there but i haven't been intentionally about dating for a couple months just because I I did like hinge dates for a while back then and then I just gave it up because it was emotionally draining and taxing and I was just like you know what I'm gonna meet people in real life so that's kind of the era I'm in right now I really want to start intentionally not necessarily like scoping out constantly but just being open to things in real life because I feel like and we'll get into this but I feel like before I never really sought to like meet people in real life because I was like, eh, I can go on Hinge, like please. But I kind of want to like get out of that. Not that Hinge is bad. I think it's good and it works for a lot of people, but I just want to like try just living life and seeing if I meet anyone that way. So yeah, now I'm kind of like open to dating and doing this 101 Essentials was honestly just like good research for me and good for like instilling the mentality I want going into this. So yeah, that's where I am. Yes, Simi, Do you have anything to add? I mean, you're literally in a long-term relationship, so I guess you're not entering your dating era. But any tidbits of advice or knowledge? Well, yeah, I think it's just
0: good to have like an understanding of who your perspective. You're listening to this. Who you're who you're listening to? And for me, so I've been in a relationship for about seven years now. Um, technically a, a high school sweetheart, <laughs> Cutie. local sleigh. Anyways, no. um, but yeah, I and I think that I like I had like a couple of boyfriends before, before that but I was literally a child so I don't think it necessarily is as informative for like the adult experience but during this almost 7 year relationship we have navigated a lot of things like long distance and growing up and like I think a, we have gone through a lot of challenges that people face now when they date as far as being able to compromise and go through life phases and navigate them cuz I think nowadays because of the reasons that we're going to go into later in this episode people very much give up quickly not because it, like i'm not saying that's a bad thing it's because it's, it's really hard not to give up but i think that my relationship is exemplary of like exemplary of even though there's an issue right in front of you like for us for me and my partner it was long distance issues being proactive about it and not just giving up on the relationship just because it's hard in that way, like giving things a good effort. And mm-hmm. it's led us to where we are now. And right now, uh, my partner and I have one more semester of long distanceness, and then Yay. we hopefully should be not long distance anymore. But we've still been able to stay committed to each other for many reasons uh, that maybe that. we will allude to throughout this episode. But that is the take that you're getting or perspective you're getting from me. So what do you think makes dating today unique, Bella, in your experience as a dater?
1: I have many things to say on this one. I do feel like our Gen Z and also just like right now, this era of time is very unique in many ways. I think that we've never been so connected as a world through like the internet and social media, but we've also never been so disconnected. I think people are very just like there's a big, at least in the U.S. where we are, there's a big like individual, everyone lives their very individual lives. And I feel like everyone's kind of like looking out for themselves. It's not like as collectivist as I think maybe it has been in the past. Um, But I think on the flip side, it's cool that we can connect with people so easily who, you know, like through phones, through FaceTiming, through dating apps, through social media, like there's just so many ways to meet people. Um, So that kind of alludes to the first Difficult aspect. I think like digital overload is very real for this generation and for this time I think we're constantly overwhelmed With um, like information and just I don't know just everything that's on our phones We talk about this at length in many episodes But I think it's like relevant to this and I think it just like leads to a lot of miscommunication between people like there's Not only do you have to interpret how people are in person, but you I feel like I find myself sometimes like what do they mean by that text? oh, they haven't texted me back, but they posted something on their story. Like, that's just like kind of some of the... That wouldn't happen in the uh, olden days. Yeah, it just wouldn't happen. Exactly. Um, And then also, yeah, you just have more access to people. And so that's one of them. I also think the second one, the paradox of choice, is very real in this generation, which is why I love that you're coming from the perspective of someone who's been in a long-term relationship because you have like a wealth of knowledge of the realities of choosing a person and really being committed to that. I think that that's something that is kind of like missing a little bit from today's culture because we have dating apps. Not only do you have, I find myself not approaching people or like being open to meeting people in public because I think, Oh, it's fine. I could just go like on hinge or whatever other apps there are out there or like meet someone online. But also when you meet someone and you go on a date and you're like, oh, like I like them, but they're missing this one thing I kind of want, then you think like, oh, well, there's thousands of other people I can meet. And I feel like it takes away the value of connection. You know what I mean? Like you think, oh yeah, I guess it's like pretty common to connect with someone There's someone else. And though there are tons of people to connect with, I just think it it, it gives us an option to I don't know. Maybe end things earlier because you think there's always something better. There's like always. What's that saying? There's always something. I don't know greener what that's saying is. On the other side. Yeah. There. There's a, yeah that saying. I don't even know what it is. But the grass the is greener on the yeah, other the side. yeah. The grass is always greener. Yeah. I think but it gives us the idea that the grass is always greener, but I don't think that's always true. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. Like, I was like,
0: gonna say something about that too. Like I think that it is just what you said. It's the illusion of choice, paradox of choice, whatever it is. And I think that dating apps don't help people look for the things that I think will matter to them more when it comes to finding their life partner. It helps you find someone who looks a certain way and uh, markets themselves in like three bullet points a certain way. But like I watched like some set talks on dating and one of the women who one, one woman who was talking about her experience with online dating sat, talked about how what she looks for online is oh, they have a degree. They need to be six foot six feet or taller. Also, that's like literally the number one. I on multiple sources I saw, I think that's the number one um trait that women go for is literally height, which is just so that's crazy. Dumb. it's <laughs> very super it's dumb girl, you're one of them. No, I'm not. I've taught I
1: no, I'm not I don't you know how many short kings I've talked
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. So on but on the interwebs it's, like, height, well-traveled, goes to the gym, doesn't, like, doesn't take a certain type of selfies that you find are cringe, like, lives in a close distance, like, within a certain amount of – this says Subway sots 'cause because she's from – The lady was from New York, but just like lives near you. But being more realistic, the actual things that you would probably want to look for in a partner and what you would look for if you just struck struck up a conversation with someone in real life and you weren't looking at a million different profiles is you would look about like who they are and what they bring Mm -hmm. out of you and whether they're empathetic or creative or kind or they are dependable, ambitious, whatever it may be, but more traits that cannot be shown through a profile.
1: yeah. And and you just can't, you
0: can't assess so many important things, whether it's like chemistry itself um religion your sense of humor your sense of tidiness your cooking skills your anger issues like none of these things can be said over apps but like we still use apps so much to to date so it's just it's just like a really hard situation but I think the overall biggest problem with dating apps is the illusion of choice because these apps um are just trying to give you a lot of options instead of giving you high quality ones that match you so I think that's a that's a that's a big issue in Gen Z dating. But we'll go over more we'll go over more of the statistics of how people are finding their partners in a little bit, but I want Bella to keep going on
1: yeah the other reasons no, why dating I think are. I think what you said is really helpful because specifically the ones that are on dating app profiles yeah of course the grass is always greener like you can find someone with a funnier prompt, but you're right it literally does not speak to their character or who they are their values and, and stuff. they're so curated like your
0: profile is literally curated on what you see you get the most message or get the most results from like and you just keep it there and your entire who you are cannot be filtered into one profile
1: yeah and if you had a chance to meet someone and really get to know like how how cool is it like getting to know the deep parts of someone If Mm. it's just hard because I think oftentimes there's like this, like the talking stage, please, I'm sick. Like it lasts way too long. So many people just get in like tons and tons of talking stages and it's hard to like commit, like you said, because I think you can always find like grass greener. So anyways, time to get off my soapbox. But um, yeah, other things about Gen Z dating and dating today. I think some things that make it uniquely, po- or I guess one more, I guess kind of negative, is just that, yeah, like I said earlier, the communication overload. I also think, like, there's weird social norms. You have the social norms about dating, but then you also have, like, social media flirting, which is so weird. Like, just liking each other's stories for the rest of eternity. Please. Like, <laughs> How long will this last? I mean, hey, I guess it's they're liking cute, you because they know you look good. They know you look they, good. And I, it's you know, tr- it's, it's a nice little boost. It's a nice little. It's boost, nice, but it's nice.
0: But do you know what I mean? Yeah, but it's like, why are we liking this? Like, are you liking, are you liking this as a friend, or are you liking this because like you're, trying to put in notes that like you're interested, but like you don't actually do. Like most guys who are liking your story, they're not actually sliding in to do something about it. I was yeah. Like, come on hey stop bluffing like that
1: like I let's, know let's get into it let's get into it <laughs> stand on it yeah so yeah. I mean and you don't have to stand on it but it's just I think what makes it hard is there's so many different social cues to have to look into how they act hmm. in person how they act online how they act in front of others how they act on text like please I'm stressed in in the olden <laughs> days it was just how you acted in person yeah so it's just kind of like interesting that way um, not that that's like bad. I mean, there's a lot of positives that come out of that. You have so much more access to people, but there's just a lot. But like, more did we ever really need about.
0: all of that access? Because people were finding their partners back then. She onto something. Yeah. I mean, maybe if like we see results and there's not statistics to back this up yet, but like if we see that more that like divorce rates are going down, then we can say that maybe like the ways that we're finding partners now are more reliable. We're being more. Like people are being well. That I mean, technically, that's that would also maybe be because less, less people are getting married. But um, it'd be interesting to see whether technology has helped or, or hurt people's yeah efforts. It is interesting.
1: Yeah, but what uh, makes
0: it positive? What What's the positive things about dating in Gen Z? Yeah,
1: there are some positives of dating right now. One is I think people are a lot more emotionally aware, or at least there's a less there's more information out there to be more emotionally aware of like what you want. Everyone kind of knows how important communication is and knows tools. There's a lot you can access, therapy and other resources a lot easier that make dating more seamless. Um, and then also, obviously, it's way easier to connect with people on Facetime, dating in real life, dating apps, texting, social media, and you can also meet people from literally all over the world, which is so cool. Because, yeah, I mean, you always, I always see those people on TikTok who, like, I don't even know how they meet, but they meet and they're from other countries and then they end up getting married and it's, like, a really cool love story. So there's that. Um, and there's so many other positives. I think you're able to see people's interests a lot easier, I guess, online. And then you can be like, oh, I think I'd vibe with this person. And, like, you always have that, too. So, yeah, there are some positives. I think it's just, like, so different and due to the exponential curve of, technological growth (laughs) I feel like it's just so hard like to go to people who are older than you for advice just at least in the beginning dating stages because it's just so different like the world we live in I think that that advice is valuable once you get into like longer term relationships but I mean it's always valuable but you know what I mean so anyways Mm -hmm. so yeah Simi do you want to tell us about some interesting studies on dating and love
0: Yes. So this is from a Pew Research study that was done to understand Americans' attitudes towards their personal experiences with dating and relationships. And all the findings are from a survey that they did in October of 2019. There's not a lot of new data on dating that I found out there. Everything was in pre-2020. But anyway, so this surveyed a, they, they said they did like a very good sampling to make it representative of American population, but technically it was a survey of about 5,000 U.S. adults. And they found many things. First of all, 31% of all adults were are single. Single meaning they're not in a relationship. They're single as in like they're not married and they live alone. That is the, the single singleness. Um, they're not in a committed relationship. And there was also some like demographic splits that were interesting in it, um but also probably something you could expect like as far as age, in the 18 to 29 year old range, 41% of US adults are single. And then in the 65 plus range, 36% are single. And then I so like basically the the youngest people and the oldest people are the most single and then the people in the middle are the least single. So from the ages of thirty year thirty year olds to forty nine year olds, twenty three percent of them are single, and from fifty year olds to sixty four year olds, twenty eight percent of them are single. It's an equal split between men and women of people who are single. Um, and also keep in mind this is a, this study was done for not only people who identify as straight; it was also for gay, lesbian, and bisexual people. So that's why I feel like the gender split is interesting that it's still equal um and then the majority of men that are single are 18 to 29 years old but the majority of women who are single are 65 plus so they were basically pointing to the fact that older women tend like tend like they are the most single women are older women and they're not actively dating and the most single people are people who apparently had in high a high school or less education 34% of the people who are single were high school or less education. And then 32% had some college experience, like an AA um, or did some classes. And then 25% of single people had a bachelor's. So just little, little insights. Interesting. Next part that I thought was interesting is of the single people. So thinking about the whole chunk of US adults is 100%. 31% of them are single. Of that 31% of single people, Only half of them are looking for, like, looking to date. So the pool is giving a little small. It's giving a (laughs) tiny bit small. (laughs) Just from a statistics standpoint. Um, But this is all people in the U.S. So, And this is just the U.S., so keep that in mind. But, yeah, so only about 50% of them are looking to date. 10% of all single people are looking for casual dates only. 14% are looking for committed relationships and 26% are looking for either of those things. So basically, if you're looking for a committed relationship, you have a pool of Hey Siri, what's 26 plus 14? <laughs> 40 you lord so if us. you lord help <laughs> us thank you thank you to my girl thank you um <laughs> i didn't want to i didn't want to think to our day i'm sorry i'm using my tech thank you <laughs> <I'm sweating>.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyways so of the 30 30 sorry i'm saying so many numbers i hope everyone can follow of the 31 percent of people who are single 40 percent of those single people are the ones who are actively looking for a committed
1: relationship <laughs> That's crazy, bro. So if you do that,
0: you can do the math and you can actually figure out the amount of people in general. But I'm not gonna do that right now because I just got clowned for using Siri. Anyways, no, no. <laughs> so the next, the next thing um, that I thought was interesting is people who are it's 12 um, percent.
1: It's 12 percent
0: for so 12 percent of the U.S. population is single and looking for a committed relationship.
1: My goodness. <laughs> hey, there's
0: 300 and so, 300 and something million people in the U.S. So, yeah, you're. Right, uh, but that you're counts. Right. That also counts babies and so. A little less than that anyways are fun. <laughs> okay so of the people who are dating most people say that like report that their dating lives aren't going well and it's difficult to stop find people really to date. that's
1: actually shocking. yeah oh slay. I know I was shocked about that too yeah so what? that's what
0: I wanted to say that because yeah, you're not alone mind. basically yeah yeah so basically of the people who are dating um 67% say that it's not going well and then of the people who are dating 75 percent think that it's like it's been difficult dating so that's like a lot that's like, a solid, that's solid a, the majority. way
1: majority like significant yeah. majority that's crazy wow
0: exactly and so and so what of the people though who are in relationships their dating days are behind them they are in a a committed relationship They report that friends and family were the most common source in helping them find a match. So about a third or thirty-two percent of adults who are already married and living with a partner or in a committed relationship they met through through friends and family. Thirty-two percent met through friends and
1: family. You better set me up. Thank you.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's the current success, right? And um. 18% of those people say they met through work, Um, 17% found their partners through school, 12% online, 8% at a bar or restaurant, and 5% at a place of worship, and then the remainder is 8%, and that's just somewhere else, some other way, but in new relationship people who are single, uh, meeting online has been found to be more common in new relationships, so among those who... Among those who have been in their current relationship for less than three years, so not people who are probably married, people who are just starting to date, um, meeting online is just as common as meeting through friends and family. So 28% of people who are in recent relationships met online and 27% met through friends and family. But really, friends and family is the key, it's seeming, from the successful matches
1: right now. That's fascinating. I will also say that I feel like that really speaks to that what I was saying, the exponential curve of, I don't even know if that's the right way of saying it, but you know what I mean? Like how fast society changes when te- when a technological jump happens, like when dating apps happen, mm-hmm. that many more people are reading on dating apps, which is crazy. And actually, I know a lot of people who are in like long-term, who are married, who met on dating apps. So mm-hmm. wild. But that's that's cool. I feel like it would be cool to meet someone from friends and family because they know you, you know? so. Anyways, yeah, it's like an,
0: it's an internal referral, you know, and referrals exactly. are nice. Um, and then when it comes to why, so why do people find themselves like not dating as much? Because like I told you, only 50% of single people are trying to date. The reason cited of why um, dating is not happening as much is so non-daters, the majority of them say that they just have more important priorities right now. That's Mm -hmm. the number one reason why they aren't dating. Second is just they like being single. Third is that they're too busy. Fourth is that they haven't had luck in the past. Fifth is they feel like no one would be interested. That is so sad. I hope you know that people will be interested. Yes, definitely. Um... And then the rest of them, which is a very small amount of people, um, it's they're not ready after losing a spouse or ending a relationship. They feel like they're too old or they have health problems that make it difficult. So, pain. yeah. Basically, though, the majority of people who are not dating, they think that they just have more important priorities right now and they like being single. Um, so that might change in the future, you know? And then one random last stat that I wanted to point out because I think it's very relevant to the current dating scene is like how frequent ghosting is i think people can take Mm. a really strong offense to ghosting because it hurts to like feel like you were interested in someone and like they're when it comes to dating apps and talking online you can literally give no explanation because you're never going to see them in real life again and so people ghost each other and it's and it's really sad but to give any some peace of mind, about three in ten, so thirty percent of people have experienced being ghosted, and it's equal for both men and women. It wasn't just like That's more really women find themselves being ghosted, or more men do. Yeah, so you're
1: not alone in the ghosting.
0: Just letting you know,
1: that is a really interesting point to bring up. I didn't even bring that why bring that up about why dating now is more difficult because I feel like ghosting is like a pretty significant thing because it's the first time we've dated where we it's literally have no tie to that person. Like, at least yeah. if you meet in person, you're like, oh, shoot, like, I probably shouldn't go back. Like, I probably should tell them something because if I see them out, then it's going to be awkward. Yeah, or like, like oh, we go to work together. Locations. We're friends with the same people. But yeah, this is the first time where you've really dated people that you have absolutely no tie to. That's crazy. Also, 30% is a lot higher than I thought it would be too. Wow.
0: Yeah. So crazy. that was my little statistics corner on dating and what it, what it's like right now based on this survey. But now we're going to go into some green flags and red flags. We'll try to keep it, try to keep it frank because, you know, it's, it's a, it's a common topic, but I think that it's important to keep these things in mind. So what are your yeah green flags?
1: I have so many. I tried to come up with three ones that I feel like can apply to everyone. So not necessarily my top three, but like ones that I feel like honestly apply to everyone and ones that are kind of. More unique, honestly. Now that I'm looking at them, they're not that unique, but I feel like they apply to almost everyone. So, number one green flag is humility like being a humble person that is so, 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 so important. I think it's kind of like a mm. not you know, it's like rare when you find someone that's really humble. So, yeah, I think that that's really important. Also, someone that shares your sense of humor, someone you can really just like laugh with. I think that that is also, I want to add in here I guess I should have said in the beginning but this is very much like I think I did say this is like long-term relationship oriented so I feel like having a sense, shared sense of humor is huge just because I think in the difficult times in life and in the easy times in life like laughing about things is really cathartic and if you have someone who can kind of like match your energy there then it just makes life so much more fun so that's a green flag and then third third I put someone who really inspires you I just, I don't know, I think it's so cool being able to be inspired by someone and just like really respect someone and be so proud of them. And I I think that like the most, it's so important to have that feeling about your uh, significant other and... I think that also, yeah, I guess, yeah, it leads into other things like respect and like admiration and reaching your goals. And I think you should also be dating someone who inspires you. You know what I mean? Like they, it's Mm -hmm. kind of pressures on the other person to be inspiring, but (laughs) I don't know. I think that that's like really a cool green flag. Yeah. So what about you? What are some green flags? Yeah,
0: definitely piggybacking off of that one there. Um, That's probably like my number one green flag is like At the end of the day, I was a friendship to romance. Um,
1: I had a friendship to
0: romance experience with my boyfriend. And I think that's just very critical because it's just like the person should be like you could imagine them being your best friend if you're going to date them. And I think it's helpful when you're able to cultivate friendship before you even consider the other things Um, because – through friendship you really learn deeply about someone before you have because when you go in straight looking for a relationship you'll end up cutting it off very soon before you really get to know someone just yeah. based on like maybe chemistry or what you think you know about someone but it's nice in friendship you get to know them over a long period of time and then you can actually be like wait like I really like this person like things about them and then you know decide to date them but anyways so my green flag is definitely if you look up to the person or they make you a better person because like they're a good influence on you. Like if you Mm -hmm. admire them so much and you want to be more like them, that's like such a great thing. Cause then you like, it's the same concept that we've talked about a bunch of times. Like you are who you are around and I want to be around someone that I look up to and inspires me. Um, And I think that's like a really, really big reason why Jake and I have been able to stay together as long as we
1: have is because, Oh, (laughs) silent
0: night.
1: Oh, I forgot to say that for she's saying that because I put a candle in my face but also I should have said this is a life update there's a bell tower next to me that every hour plays a Christmas song so it's made me very oh it's in Christmas, Christmas now? Week. yes it's Christmas oh. now that's Every, so fun. Like, so they played Silent Night an hour ago. So it was funny that you sang it. anyways, keep going, keep going. That is funny.
0: <laughs> she just held up the camera with her hands in, like, prayer position. So I had to sing. Thank you. Um, But, yeah. Uh, what was I saying? I, I think that's... Someone that inspires you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that's a big reason why Jake and I have been able to stay together. It's because, like, I just really look up to him. Like, I want to be more like him. And I I think he looks up to me in the same way. Um, I think yes. we comp- complement each other in our strengths and we try to build each other up and he makes me a better person I genuinely believe so that's a green flag um I think also someone a green flag is just being very rational not being not in a bad way men can be emotional obviously but I mean like in more like a conversational sense it's really nice talking to someone who approaches things rationally someone who doesn't approach conflicts so like with haste or like intense intensity in a way like yeah. intensity has its places, but it's definitely not in like conversations or going back and forth about something. And yeah. Uh, yeah, just like someone who's very communicative and not defensive, I think. And that goes into like the red flags that I, I see Bella has the red flag that I'm, sp- I'm going to speak to, which is like a big red flag is being very prideful for me.
1: Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you have to be able
0: to, a green flag is admitting your in mistakes. Actually. I think that's like a really big thing to be able to admit your mistakes is really huge because it just shows humility humility in a way and then it also just like it allows the other person you are acknowledging something that you did for the other person to to know that you understand the severity of whatever you did um but then anyways my last green flag is just like when they react to conflict in the right way life is very scary sometimes and hard and i want to see I look for someone who reacts to conflict in not like a very aggressive way, but in mm-hmm. a very rush. it's kind of the same thing, in a very rational and practical way or I don't know, just like doesn't throw like a huge fit or doesn't like, act on emotion. I personally do not want, I don't like like fighter energy. I think a lot, a lot of women do like someone who's obviously they want to feel like protected and all that, but i would rather approach a situation with caution and rationality before you get super emotional when it comes to conflicts with other Mm -hmm. people in the real world and also like obviously between each other you're not yelling at me like you're not i don't think jake has never raised his voice at me he's never yelled at me like and that is a very obviously green flags are that's probably annoying to put as a green flag because you wouldn't know that until you get in an argument with someone but
1: yeah, just, I'm, I it's agree a green with you. Flag. <laughs> no cursing at me, no yelling at me, none of that. No. Like, yeah, there has to be like a level of respect, and yeah, well, I because agree it just like it
0: affects yeah. it. It's not. It has nothing to do with the situation. Like reacting like that, you're just reacting like that out of intense anger, not because and disregarding it's the person. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But what are your red yeah. flags?
1: That's good. Also, there are more. I just kind of like whittled it down to three, which honestly, mm-hmm. I'm getting a. L- Tad bit repetitive, but um, I'm gonna say it anyways. Um, one is not communicative or inconsistent, I think, especially for beginning dating. If you're going on a date and this man doesn't compliment you, I don't know about that. Like, <laughs> it's not. Oh, long-giving. yeah, and if also.
0: Oh, sorry. Oh. A green flag with that is like, if uh, I think a major green flag on a first date is if he leads conversation and he asks you questions yes, about yourself. Yes. Please. Yes. Yeah, guys, if you're listening right now, ask the questions, act curious. Please, please be
1: please curious because you're you're have- trying to
0: literally find your partner, and you will win the girl's heart.
1: Oh yeah, just ask her questions instead of <laughs> I feel like oftentimes, like yeah, I don't want to be le- I don't want to be leading the conversation. Like it should be like. You know, both, everyone in it. Or it should it. be so both people. But it should be mutual. That's what I'm people. saying. It should be both everyone in yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, yeah. So if, like, for an example of not being communicative is if they don't compliment you on your dates, no. Also, if they're not um, – And
0: you're not even talking, like, like, you have to compliment literally everything, but just like, oh, you look very yeah, beautiful like, tonight. Like, beautiful. the first initial thing, right?
1: Yeah. I just feel yeah. like I went on a date one time and a guy didn't compliment me. I said – Oh, you're so funny. What is I know this? it's like, what, <laughs> the girlies,
0: the girlies get ready for so hours and you're effort. not going to say anything.
1: Yeah. I know. No, it was just really, I was like, this is shocking. Anyways. Um, and then also I think people always say this, but it's like, if, if you're wondering if they like you, they don't like you. Like that kind of thing. Like if a guy is inconsistent in his communication or like isn't, and I get some guys are just not as. Vocal, But I I don't know. Honestly, I don't think that's an excuse. I feel like you should be communicative. You know what I mean? Like, no inconsistencies. I should feel solid. Like, I don't want to feel like, oh, does he like me? Does he not like me? Is he going to ask me on another date? Like, no. I don't want to be questioning that. So I feel like Mm -hmm. that's a red flag if you're really questioning that stuff because it means that he's not being a good communicator. So yeah, I'd say that. Or if he's inconsistent, which means that, yeah, you just don't want inconsistency either. And then another red flag is someone who's like not excited for your wins, or I think that goes off of what you're talking about. It just isn't like curious about you. I think it's also relates to other people. Like if a, if someone is truly excited for their friends or like invested in the success of like their family or really you too, I think that shows like selflessness. I think that shows um, that they like deeply care about others and it shows like empathy too. Cause I guess that you can like really be excited for someone else shows that you're not so wrapped up in like just yourself or in like oneself. So yeah, I think that's a really good one. Like curious about you. That's huge and is vocally curious about you. And then the third red flag, you said it earlier, but just like pride is that it ain't, it, no, not it's cute. not the one. Just not not cute. cute, not on the cute. Yeah. No, if he, if someone can admit that when they're wrong, No, like, and I get it. I also struggle with that. Like, sometimes it's hard to admit when someone's wrong. So, I get it. I do think that there's levels. Like, I think everyone struggles with pride a little bit. That's just like a human thing. Like, obviously, Mm -hmm. you don't want to be wrong about something. But I think being able to take a step back and someone who can admit their faults and be open to talking about that stuff in arguments that's huge and not even just arguments i feel like you can tell if someone's prideful like from the jump like just the way that they carry themselves and the way that they interact with others so yeah definitely an ick would not recommend um prideful so yes what are your red flags you you covered the
0: books there you covered the books there but i think the number one like on a first date for anyone who's actively dating like that is like how engaged they are in the conversation and how much they're relying on you to make things and also their communication and like getting to the date getting to getting through that initial conversation Mm. and like getting to the actual physical location that you guys are meeting at
1: and how easy they make it yeah i have another thing to add there while i love knowing like words are awesome and like yes but you should this person should also have actions behind them like you said i think how they're getting to the date how long is it taking for this person to ask you out on a date like if we're going on like week like week i don't know i guess it depends timelines are different for people but yeah just it should be moving you know Mm because i just like like giant talking stages are like so common right now and that's just like there's just no intentionality there so kind of green flag would be intentionality but anyways yeah
0: so also from the Pew Research Center, they did like a survey of relationship deal breakers and so they found the percentage of people who either would or would not consider being in a committed relationship with someone based on certain factors. So the first one lives far away, 51% of people wouldn't be in a relationship with somebody if they lived far away. That's making sense. Um has a significant amount of debt. 49% of people wouldn't be in a relationship with someone with significant debt. So all the student loan peeps and credit card debt, it's getting, it's getting rough for y'all. A little bit there.
1: <laughs> that includes speed. me. But I
0: found my man. Thank you to my man. Thank you to my man.
1: <laughs> we both got debt. We both got, we got, Racking we both got, up got debt. Racking up the student debt. Thank you. Thank, thank
0: you. you. 47% of people surveyed said that they wouldn't date someone who voted for Donald Trump. Which I thought was crazy. Like, imagine like so intensely weighing. Like it's one of the biggest things that it that of the fact that they listed, it's the third most you know, influential. Political
1: thing? Honestly though, I'll say I really do think politics, I mean, I guess that kinda goes along with your values, but they do shape marriages. My parents are like different politically and it definitely leads to conflict that probably is not ideal so it makes sense people want to like align politically with like their partners but that's interesting Mm -hmm.
0: and this is only u.s adults so keep that in mind um the next one 38 percent wouldn't date someone if they're 10 years older than them that's adding up to me thank you um 36 (laughs) percent wouldn't if they're raising children from another relationship but sixty-sixty-four 64 percent would consider 64 percent would so that's good 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 27 percent wouldn't date someone who is 10 years younger than them but 73 percent would i already know those those are those men out there those are i'm men. getting <laughs> well those and women too men. obviously based on the statistics it's also yeah. women um 27 percent wouldn't d- would wouldn't date a republican 72 percent would 26 percent wouldn't date someone who voted for hillary clinton 73 percent would 23 percent would dates would not date someone of a different religion but 77% would that's actually like pretty surprising that's to me that's actually
1: really surprising yeah
0: which is great this next one you know we're 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 improving i think in this world okay so 15% of us adults would not date someone of a different race or ethnicity but that means 85% would okay
1: Okay, slay, interracial slay. Uh huh. <laughs> I am the product of one of those. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for their <laughs> services, paving their the way inter- for society. Cultural,
0: ethnic. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's very great. important. Um, fourteen percent would not date someone who makes significantly less money than them. Eighty-six percent would date someone who makes significantly less money than them. That's so sweet.
1: That's very yeah. Sweet. I was thinking about that. My brother asked me that. He's like, "What's the minimum <laughs> money a like, guy would have that to make me a date?" That is to crazy. Them that is crazy i know i was like you don't even think about that like i would i didn't even think about that until now but i guess you do have to think about that like when you're an adult like i guess that's a factor i would just say Mm -hmm. it also just depends how old you are i don't know i think it's more about stability of your
0: job versus the actual yeah the money i would just say
1: like as long as you're stable yeah exactly i don't i mean
0: because it does affect my life but i don't know i don't i wouldn't say that like there's a certain dollar amount that would matter
1: yeah no the club's super fun and if you're like open to meeting people like literally my aunt and uncle have like the most beautiful marriage and they met the club so there's great guys to meet at the club but I'm just saying there's a lot of other places too where you can go out that aren't like bars or clubs like if you're more of a not of a party person. There's like a lot of other options. Um, I also saw volunteering. I've never heard of that as a dating advice, but I thought that was kind of cool. Like you, Mella has had a
0: crush on a fellow volunteer. I have, haven't seen him in a while, but yeah. (laughs) My man. Thank you. (laughs) My man. And then, and I mean, that's like the sweetest thing to see a man doing is like volunteering. Like, thank you. Selfless. Selfless. (laughs) Slay.
1: exactly be active on social media lol i put that there (laughs) throw up a couple selfies show the public that you're pretty and let the men slide into your dms (laughs) okay that's always an option um and then switch up your routine like if you feel like dang there's no one in my life go somewhere new try to meet someone there my big tangible Um, advice
0: is is be intentional with your friends and family because we've obviously seen that that's a big way that people do find their partner it's like tell your family oh no i am kind of looking to date right now and maybe they'll like already have people in mind that they think would be a good match for you like but they won't they won't know to tell you those things until you let them know that you're looking for that like recently some of our guy friends like told us like hey you guys are never looking out you guys are never like hooking us up (laughs) And, you know, something to be mindful now going forward of like the friends that we have, like if we see potential matches to like make them make them a thing, because it could be very helpful to be referred by your friends to someone. And then Mm -hmm. another example or way that I wanted to mention from a TED talk, um, this woman, she was very much struggling with the online dating dating app grind. I'm spitting out my gum. I keep I'm spitting out my gum and putting it on the paper and picking it back. It's up. giving That's disgusting. Or who was in,
1: in uh, Charlie and the chocolate factory?
0: She does that. Yes, 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 yes. Violet. Yes. Yes. Um. But basically, the way that she cracked the code was she she was just tired of like the constant like swiping, swiping, and then like having a million options that take too long to like get to the point of. So what she did is she just mass send i don't think she used like tinder i think she used like some other service but you could still do this with like a hinder or a tinder or whatever and send out just like spend a couple of hours sending out a bunch of messages like hundreds just like who or whoever you see and then automatically don't like take too much time investing in conversation screen them first for whether they had good grammar they reference something something in your profile, so you know it's not like copying and pasting, and they don't have sexual content. Those were her criterions. You can screen it for whatever criterion you have. But basically, if they don't meet those criterion that you set, then they're not. They're out. They're out. So whatever. Then the people who are left, which for her, it like it dropped out the majority of the people, unfortunately. The next thing was that she had something that she called the zero date, um, where it's like one drink, one hour. And all she has to answer at the end of that conversation is whether she would actually want to have a full dinner with that person. She basically was just speaking to the struggle of having to plan so many separate days to go on dates with people and how much effort that takes to get ready. And also how much like basically the whole thing where like, you know, whether you are attracted to someone or like have chemistry with someone or you can see something going somewhere very quickly, but dinner, Mm -hmm. the current dinner date situation that's popular it forces you to stay in a conversation for a very long time and it it wastes kind of a lot of time. So that's why she did this zero date rule where she just has a drink. She says she built in like an excuse like, hey, like I have a hard stop at this time. Like I have to do make up any excuse. You can say I have to meet with a different friend. I have to do something for work. I have to whatever. Um, But basically makes it so that you have an excuse already laid out beforehand of why you can't stay and then she basically when she did this experiment for herself she ended up having a date with her now husband that she during the one hour date she wanted to keep going so she said like she just pretended that it got canceled and she ended up having dinner with him and the rest is history they have house plans together as she said um so yeah i think that's just like a good example no one's saying you have to follow this exactly but an example of there should be certain things that you're looking for in the conversations that people or like the matches that you get and not to waste time on matches that you think aren't going to go anywhere because it could just make you feel more debilitated through the
1: process of dating. I like that. I like that zero date rule. I think a one hour, one like one hour date for like coffee. It's like a s- smaller investment of time. And you really can tell a lot about someone I think from that first date. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. I like it. So I wanted to also give like a dating starter pack. So it's essentially things to have and think about before entering your dating era. Specifically, this is also geared towards people seeking life partnership because it's pretty serious. Like obviously, you can go on dates and have fun and not have all these things, but I think that this makes finding a life partner a lot easier and more seamless. So the first one I put is like having a strong sense of self. So know who you are and know what your values are. Um And really have like value who you are so that no one can like walk all over you. And also having a strong sense of self. I think that's linked to like healing from past relationships or just from your past in general. And having a strong sense of self also helps drop like neediness and desperate energy because you know that you are good. Like it's a bonus like someone else, but you're good how you anyone would be
0: lucky to have you like if you feel confident in yourself you can go and not thinking of like what am I lacking you can be like oh no, I bring a lot to the table this person just wasn't for me like mm-hmm, it'll help exactly. deal with it's easier to make decisions to or
1: to not go on with someone when you date yeah exactly I love that mm-hmm. and then I also set a strong support system so have like friends that you really feel like you can lean on family um so that yeah, I think you, you don't get, like, 100% enveloped in, like, a relationship. And it's also good, I think, to have friends to, like, vet your potential, like, long-term partners through. So, like, being able to, like, meet them and, you know, I think that's always positive. And then also, this kind of goes along with sense of self, but, like, having a life that you're proud of and that brings you joy. Like, being able to feel positive in, like, the physical, spiritual relationships, career, mental health, etc. aspects of your life and then also a good idea of where you're going, what's important to you, and a vision for what you're looking for. I think I used to like have this long long list like this is exactly the man I want and like he has to hit all these boxes. And as you get older, I feel like sometimes the best things in life are sometimes like surprises. So I feel like it's important to be open. So have like a list of non-negotiables, but then be open to people, you know, who are maybe not what you envision, but then that's kind of exciting like being with someone who's a little bit different. And then also, just don't get stressed. Focus on finding peace. Like, do you. You don't have to. I feel like something that I've done that I don't want to do anymore is, like, scope out every room. Like, please. That is so exhausting. Just live your life. Be open to meeting new people. And, um, yeah. Then hopefully love will find you. And then I also wanted to talk. Do you have anything to add there? Sorry.
0: Nope. That's really good.
1: No? Cool. And then best advice that I've gotten and what I'm telling myself has number one is be really content and know that like whatever gap you feel like you can't fill that with a person so if you feel unhappy like being in a relationship is not really going to fix that you have to address like the root of the issue and be like happy being alone and then also number two is be excited about meeting new people learning their stories there's so many people out there I think it's easy to get kind of like jaded with dating like they're not fitting the criteria But I think if you approach it more of like, oh my gosh, what a privilege and exciting opportunity it is to get to know this person. Like it's a whole other soul with like these Mm -hmm. dreams and like ambitions and passions. And how cool is it to have access to someone completely new, like for a date? So find the excitement in that and having a new connection with someone. Um, And then also it's just be, be sure to like have fun, be patient, have a curiosity mindset. And then three, don't worry about what they think about you. Worry about what you think about them. So that's really important because I feel like it also helps you get out of your head about it because it's like I don't need to be worried about like what I'm giving off. Like It's just about what I can think about them. And then next one, take people as they are. Don't get caught up in the idea of them. Don't get caught up in like the image you're creating. I think this also happens a lot if you're texting them a lot. It's easy to come up with this false narrative about who they are just based off their text. So take who they are in person as who they are. And don't like make them, that also goes along with another one which is like don't make assumptions. Like, unless someone tells you explicitly, don't assume it. And that goes for positives and negatives. Like, don't assume that just because they didn't ask you the specific question, they're not interested in you. But also don't assume that, Um, I can't think of a negative one, but you know what I mean. Like, take people as they are, I think. And then don't have an attachment to the outcome. That's really huge. Like, I think it's kind of like that thing we talked about earlier with We've talked about in other episodes, but like taking things day by day. I think with dating too, you can take it day by day. Don't get attached to like, this has to be my husband, the love of my life, the person I'm going to end up with forever. Like, please, let's reel it in. That could also just be specific to me. So (laughs) if y'all aren't as insane as I am, then maybe you don't relate to that, but sometimes I do. So just don't get attached to the outcome there. Trust God has a plan. And I think you can just meet people and that's a cool experience. It doesn't have to become this like giant thing and takes pressure off. And then also don't be cryptic. Don't play games. I think games are dumb. So mm-hmm. Slade, those are my pieces of advice. What do you have, Miss Long-Term Relationship?
0: Oh, jeez.
1: I don't know about all that.
0: I think that all of your advice has been great. And I think that you are a very good example of like somebody to be talking about this because I think you're very intentional when it comes to dating. And you've grown so much in your ability to like really – get to the root of things and actually put active effort. Like there's no excuses when it comes to you. Like you go after like exactly what you want. And I think that's why like you have had success and you'll continue to have success dating. So I think your advice is very, very, very well researched and very well understood. And obviously like this list of things that you're telling yourself just shows like how self-aware you are of like the things that you need to improve on to like make this happen. Like, I don't know. I think that you're very self-aware at this point and it's going to only help the dating era flourish Thank and you. blossom.
1: Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. I I think like anyone who really... And once again, there are some people who dating is literally NBD. They're just kind of mm-hmm. chilling. But for people who it's like something like a, they really want to like get married one day or like that's something that they kind of aspire to, I feel you deep in my soul. But I think that um, although that's wonderful and beautiful, sometimes it can... Be, become this giant thing that it does need to become like you just live your life your, your identity is not who you're dating or whether you're single or whether you're with someone or whether you're gonna be married like life is so much bigger than that and when I feel like when I was able to like get out of that and I mean obviously I'm not perfect still learning every day but I'm trying to now at this point in my life like not scope the room not fill the void with like some relationship like instead I feel like I'm working on being full and addressing the spiritual friendship relationships outside of dating and like all the other aspects of life and then it's like cool to meet someone that's right up right there beside you and I didn't say this for advice but someone also told me that if you're like the traits that you're looking for in someone like make sure you have those in in you too so if you want like a humble person be humble if you want like someone who's driven and like or loves their family like then show love to your family be driven in your career like I think that's really cool too for my for
0: my advice I would say that you should just be looking for someone that you just deeply admire and you wish you can take parts of them and add them to yourself like if and definitely the things that go beyond looks like I think that looks cool it's for like an initial intrigue but honestly I'm one of those people who thinks that like I do believe that like everybody is very beautiful like I don't know like it's like one of those things where it's like I just think that when the person actually has the good like the best heart they are they are just going to end up shining as the most beautiful yes. person ever to you and so if you were just looking on it like I would say steer away from checklists that's what I that's what I mm-hmm. mean to say like I made that mistake girl like say, yeah say it Yeah. Checklists, I think, are like the end of things and it cancels out really good people. I think that who somebody is inside of them is always going to matter more than everything else. And it gets harder to find that deep, like that deep information and deep insight into who they are. And so it's going to take some time, but don't put all your eggs in one basket of dating. I think that's been a big thing that like we've learned over time is just not just because dating may not be going well for you right now there just remember that there's other aspects of your life that are going great and this is just like you like i don't know putting effort into dating it's a lot of work but make sure that you don't get too lost in it in a way where you end up having like i don't you just can't it's like dating is hard because you have to be intentional but also you don't want to have like desperate energy
1: because mm-hmm. it will hurt
0: it hurts you it hurts you that feeling. it
1: hurts the people that are attracted to you it hurts you as a person yeah. like
0: because then you're seeking hard. out try, like, look, you're seeking out for the outcome like you said instead of seeking out for like just seeing where things go and, and and having it be an experience where you get to get to know people um and then one just ends up like blowing you away definitely it's for me it's 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 all about personality and and people are like become so beautiful in your eyes based on who they are more even so than the small like the things about them and like just their physicality and that's why I think if you can apps are great but like being super harsh on like only the things you can see on an app is not going to be as beneficial as like getting to know people
1: yes in general like you have
0: better luck to me not going through 100 profiles online but talking to like three people in real life to getting closer to finding a person in my opinion
1: I 100% agree with that. Yeah, I feel like I could talk about this forever. It's so, like, <laughs> I feel like it's so interesting. But, but no, yeah, I think the not making a checklist thing is huge. Like, it, it's just, I feel like, especially with dating, because we just see so many movies about love and so many things, like, so many apps, so many people. Like, dating at its core is really just, like, connecting with people in the hopes of, like, building something like finding the love of your life or like building something huge in the future and like that's so beautiful but i feel like we just get so like oh dating meh you know but it's so cool like really like you said like meeting someone getting to know someone and also it's a privilege for the other person on the other side like to be able to be dating you too so don't forget about that i think that that's really like big too so i just love what you said honestly you tied it up perfectly I love it. Well, you you
0: hit the nail on the nail on the whatever the term is the entire time. Nail on the head. So yes, nail on Broxier. the head. I just yeah. I just think that in general like the right person is worth the effort always mm-hmm. like for me my person is it easy being long distance? No, like it's not it's not convenient, it's not easy, but, like, one thing for us and for anyone else who may be struggling in a relationship that's transitioning from maybe high school to college or college to post, post-college, like, at the end of the day, if you start dating someone at a very young age, you're going to need time to grow on your own and, like, have some independence, and honestly, this long distance that I've had with and Jake I think has helped us both grow independently and make sure that we have our own support systems outside of each other while also Mm -hmm. still understanding and caring for each other and being there for each other when we need each other and being more intentional with our time together not just like being on the phone to be on the phone like no like let's actually have an intentional conversation let's not just like lollygag you know because it's not even about the relationships are not about like the actual physical hours you have it's about the intention of time that you're having with the person and yeah I just think that I wouldn't have stuck around if I wasn't very if I just didn't love so much of who he is and so yeah it's just really, yeah. I just really think that the right person that you just like love who they are and you just, like you just you just line up so well with them like you will put in whatever it takes to get that and if you question it and if you're like oh I don't know like this is too hard or maybe it's not worth it like maybe that's because there's something in you that's not finding that that person is irreplaceable to you you know mm-hmm And sorry, my last little tidbit on like, I do think it's hard. There's a difference between dating in the real world after you grow out, grow up out of your hometown, for example, because one thing that I think that is helpful for Jake and I is that we come from the same place. So no matter we have the same goals for the future and we came from the same place, I think that's another reason why we're able to be on the same wavelength for a lot of things because we understand each other's roots, our humble roots and like have an appreciation for it because we Mm -hmm. come from the same area and then like we also have goals going forward that that lineup and so I think that's why honestly a lot of high school sweetheart relationships work out is because you just you come from the same roots like you get each other on that level you end up in that same place through your families and then a lot of couples either do make it high school sweethearts because they maybe stay in that area maybe they don't make it because they have different ideas of what they want in the future and then maybe they're like jake and i we are lucky that we align on our future and um our thinking of moving forward together anyways all that to say i don't i don't blame anyone who's having a harder time dating in the real world because it feels like everyone is already so affixed into their circumstances like i want to live here i'm not going to change that so it does yeah. make it a little bit harder to date, but I yeah, like, yeah, it's it's just rough because the right person you would do those things for, but right now exactly. when we start dating, we don't want to make those sacrifices obviously right off the off the bat.
1: So I don't know the key, but I feel like it is. I think one thing also, you guys, per, you guys have um, been so successful, and I think a lot of like high school sweetheart relationships are because you really are growing together. Like, and that that's. I, But no matter what relationship you're in, you're going to grow together. Like even if you meet when you're like 30 or 40, like you're growing together. So I think, but like you said, I guess, I guess the key is really just like finding someone you connect with on a deep level. And then at that point, then worrying about like, mm, sorry, all over the place, literally thinking, um, as I'm talking. But if I think that if you are too caught up in the checklist, like what, uh, kind of money do they make? Where do they want to live? Where do they, uh, How whatever what height are they? Those things are. If you're in love enough with the person, is not that big of a deal. So I feel like what the checklist you should be looking at are like their character qualities, like their heart for people, um, like the like the internal things, I guess. Not not the circumstantial things because those those can always change. Those
0: are the things that will withstand. Like the perfect blend of a person is what withstands like all the time in challenges. Like if you're just looking Mm -hmm. for a checklist that anybody else can easily you can easily find, like. It's going to be the grass will to, be greener exactly then you're going to constantly be thinking that there's something better out there for you and it's going to be hard for you to commit to a relationship but if you find the person that you just genuinely like you just admire who they are like just their like who they are their mm-hmm. character it's hard to walk away from that and then you are able to endure a lot more in a relationship and I'm not saying this as if my relationship's perfect it's not like everyone I, obviously we have arguments we have discussions we you know we've had rough patches but I think the only reason why it's been able to live through over two years of long distance across both of us, like, whether through study abroad or whether through literally deciding to do a different path in school, like, whatever, we've only survived because we just like each other so much. Like, as people, that's just what it is. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. You're committed. That's really cool. Yeah. Very beautiful. Something to look forward to. Can't wait to go on double dates with you. Oh, I'll keep y'all... our dream. Our dream <laughs> is my literally... Dream.
0: <laughs> is literally to just go on trips together, like, cut cut yes. those costs I need by to four, find a man that split them in be four, your and then, bestie. <laughs> yes, and just be traveling bestie duos, that'd be mm-hmm. the dream, we'll see, I manifesting know, manifesting, slay,
1: God, so much answer to be ex- the prayers, <laughs> yeah. please, thank you, Jesus, no, there's just so much to be excited for, especially if you're dating, like, it's so exciting that the love of your life is out there, so, keep mm-hmm. it, keep looking, y'all. And I'm there with you, and I'll give you updates on how it goes because, as of now, I am entering my intentional dating era in real life. I'm not really, I don't mm-hmm. know. We'll see, maybe I'll go back to the hinge grind, but it's really the trenches out there on hinge, but but maybe not. I mean, it works for some people. So anyways, thank you so much for listening. We hope this was encouraging slash helpful. Slash just fun to listen to. Um, We're excited to see you again next week. Please follow us on Instagram and TikTok. When this comes out, we actually will still have a giveaway going on. So go ahead and enter that. And if you want a styled bundle of thrifted clothes. um, But yeah, any other last comments? Nope. Um, Answer our poll
0: on Spotify. If you're currently dating, maybe we can matchmake some of y'all, you know? Just send in your profiles to us and we'll help matchmake. That's my dream. I <laughs> love playing matchmaker, unfortunately. Like it just would be too fun anyways have a good rest of your day we love you so much thank you for listening and bye bye